away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive here with you as always as we continue to count things down to the start of a new Florida Panthers season. And, well, we're into September, and that means all the necessary steps before we start a season. They're all taking place. We've got the development camp coming up from the 10th to the 14th. And then, of course, we've got a rookie tournament taking place over in Wesley Chapel. And that's going to involve four teams. The Panthers, one of them. That's going to be the 18th to 21st. Then there's going to be training camp and the preseason. And, of course, you can keep up with all the happenings at FloridaPanthers.com, and especially with the development camp coming up, all the different ways you can follow up with everything going on as far as development camp is concerned. Follow along at FL. LA Panthers on Twitter and at FloridaPanthers.com. So we're going to talk about development camp coming up here in a moment, touch on some of the names that uh, you can expect to hear about in development camp and in the rookie tournament. So we'll have that coming up here in a moment. We're also going to hear from one of the guys involved with uh, the development camp coming up because he was out at Lone Depot Park uh, as the Marlins played the Mets a couple of days ago, throwing out the first pitch, Anton Lindell. We're going to hear from him in just a moment. Jameson Olive had a chance to catch up with him. And we've got some other news and note items to uh, get to before the end of the program and maybe even a food take or two because we like to do that here on the show. But Jameson, hockey, baseball, the world's collided this week. You were there to see it. How did it all go? Yeah, Doug, no, it, it was a great time, obviously. Uh, kind of the unofficial kickoff to D-Camp, uh, which gets started this weekend, like you said. But uh, the other day on Tuesday, uh, Lundell thrown out the first pitch at Lone Depot Park. Uh, he got to throw it to Jazz Chisholm Jr. They got to talk a bit, so that's cool. You know, the, the Marlins' top young star, the Panthers, you know, young star right there, top prospect, uh, kind of in the same vicinity, getting to know each other. Um, it was just a really cool night, really cool event. Marcus Nudavaro was also there, along with Alexi Hepaniemi to support uh, Anton. They were down on the sidelines, kind of giving him a look, like, don't mess this up. And you could tell Anton, you know, a kid that's, you know, played uh, on the biggest stage internationally. I mean, let's not forget, he won a bronze at the World Juniors, won a silver at the World Championships. He's been uh, a captain. He's been a captain. You know, he was lighting it up over for HIFK over in Liga for three seasons. Uh, he's used to pressure, but you could tell this was kind of a little bit nerve-wracking for him, uh, you know, doing something he's never done before. He's never really thrown a traditional baseball like that. He's never been to a traditional baseball game. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But just overall, you know, it was really cool to see, really, you know, when worlds collide like that, to have a Panthers player at the Marlins game, there's obviously a lot of crossover fans there. A, a, a lot of Marlins fans there know who he is. They were excited to see him because it was kind of a surprise, kind of came out of nowhere. So I know I knew a lot of people were excited about that. But uh, I got to say, like I said, he did a great job. Uh, he was rocking the custom uh, Lundell Marlins jersey. So, you know, stick tap to them. They rolled out the red carpet. Also, the Panthers cap on of course uh but yeah like i said a really nice kind of unofficial kickoff to d camp to kind of say you know hey lundell's here the prospects are here they're getting going this weekend let's go let's get started and he'd only been here you know less than two weeks or so before he got out there uh on the mound and threw a threw a strike there to jazz chisholm so high pressure situation he did great so that gives me hope for for this season as well if you can throw out a first pitch you know, out of Marlins game with all eyes on you. You can do anything in hockey, I think. I, I, it's a stressful situation, first pitches. I, I don't know if I could do one. Do you, could you do one? I always wonder how I'd go about it, and I'd, I'd love to talk to him more about what went into his experience after he has time to, to digest it and, uh, and you know, be able to go back and reflect on it. But 
I think I would need a few tosses. I whether it was in the bullpen downstairs, I'd need a few tosses. So him, him and Nudavara did get a couple on the sidelines. He wanted to get a couple in, so they kind of lined up uh, in the dirt, you know, right behind, uh, you know, third base, and they were probably tossing him back and forth, maybe. 40 feet. So that's, that's, I don't even know if that helps because you're tossing it about 60 from the mound. 60 feet, six inches. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're maybe getting yourself a little too accustomed to a shorter distance. I don't know. But that's why basically everyone told him, because everyone that talked to him said, just throw it high. If you throw it high, you're either going to, it's either going to end up there high or right where it's supposed to be. You're not going to, you don't want to go in the dirt. You don't want to spike it in the ground. You know, who, who had a couple of those? 50 Cent had that, I believe. Michael Wilbon had I don't know that. if 50 Cent hit the backstop. <laughs> That was an all-time. If you haven't seen it, listeners, go to YouTube, check out Fifty Cent's first pitch because it's an all-time bad one. So, uh, Fifty Cent missed by all 50 things feet. considered. You know, Anton did really great, and I also got to give a stick tap to friend of the program Jessica Blaylock, who of course also does Panthers games. So she of course knew who the, all the guys were, including Anton. I go over to her because you know Jess is always you know out there on the mound, you know, on the field pregame, and I suggest you know Anton's a little nervous. Like, can you get any help? Can we get anyone? And of course, Jess. Snaps right into action. She goes, I got this. I watch her run down to the dugout. Pablo Lopez is just, you know, leaning up against uh, 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 up against the uh, the dugout. And she runs to him. She kind of points over at him, points at Anton, you know, gives him a pep talk and says, you know, hey, this kid needs a little help. Pablo, of course, you know, runs over, you know, shows him how to hold the ball. She gives him a couple tips. Uh, and I think that really kind of helped him get rid of the Loosen him up a little bit. Yeah, so once again, shout out to friend of the program, Jessica Blaylock, for helping there. Always assisting the Panthers, wherever they may be, uh, you know, whether they're at BB&T Center, whether they're at Lone Depot Park, uh, anywhere in the world, Jess is there, I think. Big help. assist, big helping hand. Especially, especially the Finns. Jess loves all the Finns. So, uh, you know, really big uh, help from her there and Pablo Lopez. But that, you know, uh, watching him talk to Jazz afterwards is really cool. Like I said, Jazz, you know, a rising star in this market. Jazz said he went to about three Panthers games last year, you know, incognito. He wasn't, you know, here to get promoted or here to get on the Jumbotron. He likes coming to the games and coming to see the Panthers play hockey. So expect to see him at some more this year, which is really cool. A couple super fans uh, from the Marlins going to be at some games. So really nice to see. Really great job by Anton. And overall, just first time I really had a chance to really have an extended talk with him. Because let's not forget, Panthers drafted him. We talked to him on Zoom. I we think had him on territory. We did talk. a couple more yeah. Zoom check-ins on territory talk, but first kind of real in-person chat with everything going on in the world the past two years. Uh, so really nice kid. Really excited to see what he does at development camp. Expectations, of course, uh, very high here for him internally, externally. You know, he wants to you know come up big here for the Panthers starting at D camp. So before we get to the camp talk, we mentioned we talked to Anton after his first pitch. So here's just a little bit from Anton Lindell about his first pitch and just kind of getting excited about his first you know trip to Florida, getting ready for D camp and all that good stuff. I was pretty happy. My goal was just to get it to, to chase. So, uh, we have in Finland like Finnish baseball is a whole different sport, but uh, we play it a lot there. And I saw you down there, you talked to Pablo Lopez, one of their pitchers, you talked to Jazz, uh, he caught your pitch. Uh, any tips those guys give you? A few one, but uh, more they was just saying hi and ask, ask like how we're doing and, and stuff like that. And you also have some company here today. You got Hepa Niemi, Nudavara. Nice to have your own kind of cheering section helping <laughs> out. Yeah, it's a fun to have some friends. And of course, it's my first baseball game here, like ever. So watching, so it has been cool. And this is the start of something big for you. Uh, you, you just got here from Finland. You got camp coming up this weekend. Just uh, how exciting a time is this for you personally? Yeah, it's like a new, new chapter of my life. So I'm really excited. Um, First time living in Florida or North America, so it's really exciting and I can't wait for the season to get going. And just obviously moving forward now, like I said, camp coming up this week. 
Uh, excited to kind of have a couple days here to, to relax before things kind of really kick off. Yeah, we are. I have been for now for for a few weeks now, so we have been practicing really hard, and it's a good good group of players here, and everybody seems really nice. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to to get the season going. So big thanks to Anton there. Like I said, very excited uh, to get things started here. It's crazy to think. I mean, he's never been to South Florida. Usually guys get drafted. They have that kind of first D camp to loosen up a little bit. There's a little bit more, you know, of a, a gap, a little bit more padding. That was a different uh, schedule this he's year. He's been on a different schedule this yeah. year. Uh, so for him to, you know, first time here, first time meeting a lot of these people, first time, you know, meeting a lot of the management, meeting a lot of his future teammates, and then suddenly you get thrown right into it. So I think kind of getting thrown into an incredibly nerve-wracking situation like a first pitch at Lone Depot Park. I think that's a good thing to kind of loosen him up completely before we get to D-Camp and then he's back completely uh, in his element. But one thing you know, we talk about there, he mentioned, you know, baseball in Finland is very different. And after he said that, I'm like, I got to go find out what the heck baseball in Finland is. So I actually did some digging, did some Googling. And over there, it's basically called uh, Pesapalo. You know, I, we have some Finnish listeners. If I'm saying that wrong, please correct me on Twitter at Jameson Coop. But that's how I'm reading it, Pesapalo. Um, and it's a crazy game. It's basically like a, a mini baseball, like the, the field's smaller, the positions are kind of, there's still the same amount of bases, but things are kind of in different positions. And it's a lot more high octane, a lot faster, a lot more action. And the weirdest thing, though, and I understand now why Anton was probably a little thrown off by the idea of throwing a first pitch, is in Pesapalo, the pitcher stands right next to the batter, like right next to the batter's box, maybe like a foot away. And then they have to throw it straight up in the air, at least one meter. And then the, the goal for them is the ball then to drop down onto the plate for a strike or for the batter to then swing and miss. It sounds like soft toss. You ever you ever throw soft exactly. toss or well, hit soft toss? Yeah, but that's still softball. You're still getting the ball thrown at you. Like I'm No, like when somebody just is when you're just working oh, on hitting. Oh, when you're just working on yep. hitting, yes. I think you mean like soft toss, softball underhand. Yes, kind of exactly like that. So uh, I'm sure when we asked him to throw the first pitch, his first thought was like that? <laughs> People do that ceremoniously, which I'm like, maybe they should. But, um, yeah, it definitely got me wanting to play. And I got to say, uh, Barkov was was t- telling me a, a couple weeks ago about uh, Paddle, which is uh, another game they play over in Finland, which is basically, as far as I can tell, watching YouTube videos, it's like pickleball, but like in a racquetball setting where you have like the glass box. So I feel like between that and Pesapalo, I feel like Finland does a good job of taking these like American sports and just making them a lot more fun. Like, no, like let's add this, this, and that and kind of jazz this up and make it faster. And like in Pesapalo, coaches hold up like these colorful fans to signal plays and what to do. It's like there's no signs. It's like colorful fans. It's like I, I, I really, there's a lot more joy, I think, in these things. And I, I kind of want to bring a lot of these Finnish sports over here and start playing them. Maybe next week on Territory Talk, Jameson Olive and I will just invent a sport. I feel like that's kind of what they do over there. Like I said, let's take basketball and see how we can make that more fun. And then that's our sport now. Let's play that. Let's take that. Yeah, maybe that's what we're going to do. It's a good method. It's, it, it is. And uh, I'm glad everybody had a good time out at Lone Depot Park and got to, uh, you know, experience the, you know, we got to experience throwing out a first pitch in the case of Anton Lindell. So uh, obviously a, a great evening there and great to see the two worlds colliding once again. I know when I go out to Lone Depot Park, I see a lot of familiar faces as far as, you know, folks that I see 
walking around Panthers games. Oh yeah, I get a lot of that. A lot of uh, a lot of folks that are fans of both teams. Always great to see and uh, love seeing those two worlds collide. So uh, again, great experience there this week, Jameson. Glad you got to uh, get out there and check it out. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And as you mentioned, it's kind of the prelude to development camp, which is coming up here very soon. And in a, in a lot of previous years, development camp took place more in the middle of the summer. But in this case, it's part of the ramp up to the season. And it's going to be coming up pretty soon at the Ice Den in Coral Springs. And, folks, you can follow along. Get more information at FLA Panthers on Twitter at FloridaPanthers.com. Everything you need to follow along with Development Camp will be right there. And Development Camp's going to lead right into the rookie tournament, which is going to be going on on the other side of the state. But, Jamison, we've mentioned it since the roster came out. Some exciting names, some guys that uh, folks may not know too much about, and everything in between. As far as the roster development camp, we're going to hit some of those names coming up here soon. And some of those names, uh, big names that folks have seen on the ice with the Panthers. Yeah, and you look at the roster, 24 players, um, a healthy mix of guys that have maybe been in the system a little bit longer, some fresh faces. And and like we said, everyone that was drafted in 2020 didn't get a D-camp. So this is kind of double duty, the 2020 draft class, the 2021 draft class, both getting their first taste of, you know, the Panthers ice stand, D-camp, kind of becoming, you know, becoming Panthers really for the first time. So that's great to see. Uh, but one thing is, since, like you said, it is later than normal. Usually D-camp's right after the draft sometime in, you know, early July. Um, because it is now later, because we are in September, uh, there's going to be no college prospects there. So you're not going to see, you know, a Mackie Samuskevich, who the Panthers took in the first round this past year. You're not going to see a Ty Smolanik, who's coming off a great freshman season at Quinnipiac. So a couple of big names missing because they're playing college hockey, but still tons of big names, like you said, on the ice uh, coming up this weekend, uh, including three first-round picks, Anton Lundell, 12th overall in 2020, who we already talked about, Spencer Knight, who you know, everyone knows now, 13th overall pick in 2019, and Grigory Denisenko played some games with the Panthers last year, 15th overall in 2018. So that's kind of the the big three, should we say, kind of heading into this D-camp. Guys that, you know, are really probably looking at this camp as a way to get a leg up heading into training camp. These are three guys that really want to make a, you know, make a splash with the actual Panthers this season. Whereas for some of these other guys, it's more, like I said, just about getting acclimated with the organization, meeting future teammates, getting used to things, learning kind of the NHL lifestyle, maybe, you know, and nutritional there, things, there are a lot workout of teaching, things, yeah, yeah, a lot of teaching. A lot of teaching, like you said, lifestyle type yes. teaching, uh, you know, how to be a pro, uh, the different, uh, where everything is. Uh, you mentioned the nutrition uh, stuff that gets mentioned a lot too. So uh, it's a lot of, a lot of lessons that uh, that are taught over the course of the development camp. There are, and but like you said, we we touched on this last week for a couple minutes, just because the the roster got announced last week. But this week, let's dive a little bit deeper into this. Kind of talk about some names here, because like we said, the for some of these guys, this is kind of step one towards you know making the Panthers roster this year, making a splash down in Charlotte uh, in the AHL this year. A lot of guys, you know, turning pro for the first time, and a couple of guys kind of you know in that realm. Is of course we'll talk about the big names too, but a couple guys. That that aren't that big three that I want to talk about. The first one's Logan Hutsko. And I really am excited to see what Logan Hutsko does. You know, he's coming off a great career at BC, played three years there, uh, you know, with Spencer Knight uh, for a season as well. They were teammates there with the Eagles. Um, so he already knows some guys here, some familiar faces. Uh, he's been down here for a D camp before. He's a guy that, you know, a third round pick a few years back and tons of skill, can make a ton of plays, especially in tight areas. And he's actually probably one of the more famous prospects we have on Instagram. If you remember, he had that one move uh, with BC, uh, I believe it was two seasons ago, and Justin Bieber, for some reason, found it, quote tweeted it, and was like, this guy's sick. So I think he told me after that his, you know, his follower count on Instagram, of course, just balloons. 
because Justin Bieber gives you a shout out, you can only imagine. So uh, it's kind of a little bit of fame there for Logan Hutzko heading into this camp. Millions of Twitter impressions. Yes, which is very cool. That's just a little cool nugget I like about Logan Hutzko. But a guy, uh, let's not forget, you know, he's from Florida. That's very cool. You know, his parents live over on the West Coast, which is awesome. Uh, he loves manatees. Uh, fans remember that from his first D camp. We love to see that. He, I, think he, I think he still does the the uh, kind of like the community adopt a manatee every year. Um, but just based on skill, based on, you know, talent level, uh, he's battled with injuries the past few seasons. I'm excited to see what he can do coming here healthy. You know, he's making the jump to the pros for the first time. I'm really excited to see what Logan Hutzko can do starting in this D camp. And then of course, heading into his first pro season. And you're mentioning a forward. I have a few names pulled up here, but you mentioned a forward. I'm going to take it back to two defensemen, Jameson, who uh, I picked out, who are on the roster for development camp. One, a 2019 draft pick. One, a 2021 very recent draft pick of the Panthers. And John Ludwig, uh, we've talked a lot about him over the last couple of years, and he played 13 games in the American Hockey League last year since the Panthers drafted him. There have been, uh, there's been a lot of high praise directed toward John Ludwig for the all-around style that he plays. He's a, a rugged, durable defenseman that plays with a physical edge, but he also showed the ability in his junior career to produce points. He was a point-a-game player in the 1920 season, and last year in the American Hockey League, picked up eight points, albeit in just a 13-game sample, but uh, eight points over 13 games as a defenseman, that's, uh, you know, that's a, a pretty good number there for a guy who was getting his first taste of the pro game, and again, excited to see the 21-year-old hit the ice in development camp coming up. Another name that I I wanted to touch on Evan Noss, who was just drafted by the Panthers uh, in the 2021 draft, second round, the 56th overall pick. And last year for Quebec in the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, 22 points in 32 games. But like John Ludwig, brings a, a size element to the table. 6'2", 186 right now. He's only 18 years old. So I'm sure that, you know, uh, if, and, if and when the day comes that he debuts in the National Hockey League, he's going to be playing at uh, a little more than 186 pounds. So he's going to be a guy that comes with a lot of size, but also some good puck instincts as well. Yeah, and I really liked what I saw from Ludwig uh, down in, uh, or should I say, up in Syracuse uh, last season. Geographically, yes. Geographic, uh, systematically down. The big map people here. Geographically up. So um, I really like what I saw from him, like you said, and he's really kind of had a nice little kind of upswing here. Uh, when the Panthers drafted him, he was really kind of known for more his physicality, penalty killing, leadership, things like that. But then his last season in the WHO with the Portland Winterhawks, he just exploded offensively, was suddenly a top power play guy. And then he saw, we, he put up points last year in Syracuse in the, in the small sample size we got. So another guy, still very young, still very raw, but definitely, we, we like we always say, we like his trajectory. We like where he's at now. And I'll throw him, you mentioned defenseman. I, I talked about it last week. I kind of throw him in that group with Max Gildon and Matt Kierstead as those young defensemen that potentially could play some games in the NHL this year. And I think maybe Kierstead has a leg up on those guys right now because he played with the Panthers a bit last year. A little year, older, too. A little older, a little more experienced. So he might have a leg up now, but I kind of throw those three guys in kind of that same early 20s age bubble, guys that I like a lot, all three of them, guys that I think will all play in the NHL at some point, but it's just who gets more games with the Panthers this season, it's going to be exciting to watch. And it's a good problem to have because over the course of an 82-game season, as you know, you're going to need more than the guys that are on the opening night roster. So you're going to need to call on multiple players, going to need to go down the depth chart, and the Panthers have good organizational depth growing at every position, especially the defense position, as we've talked about uh, a few of these guys. Another name I want to bring up, Jameson, friend of the program, I think we can call him that now, a 20-year-old, uh, 2019 draft pick, Cole Schwint, who uh, spent 20, some... Schwint yes, more than a friend of the program. He, he spent some time on the uh, on the Panthers taxi squad last year, which I'm sure went a long way. Just We talked to him, it went a long way. Yeah. He told us that, uh, just in terms of being able to observe how everybody went about their business and uh, had the 10 games in the American Hockey League as well. 
And he's one of those guys we talked about, obviously benefited from the craziness of this past season because he was only 19 and typically he would not have been able to play you know, in the AHL like he did last season. But because the OHL season didn't happen, he was able to play in the AHL, get, you know, a year ahead on that, you know, get some more experience. And then because of that, got called up towards the last month or so of the season and got to spend time with the Panthers, learning the ins and outs of the NHL, learning the finer points from some of the best players in the game. And then he got to watch the team on this playoff run. He got to get a taste of that, you know, and watch that. So a guy that definitely learned a lot last season. Like you said, I'm excited to see, you know, what that turns into this year for him. And Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And one other name I wanted to throw out there, Jameson, I mentioned three got guys. lots of names. Yeah, a lot of names. And there are a lot of names on the list, exciting names, floridapanthers.com. You can see all the names. They're all right there and find out how to follow along. We're not going to go names. through all 24. No, we're not going to go through all 24. But another name that I wanted to mention that's come up on Territory Talk here before, we've never spoken to him, but his name's come up on Territory Talk, is uh, is Trevor Wong, who was a point of game, albeit in just 16 games with Kelowna in the Western Hockey League last year, but 16 points in 16 games uh, not a drafted player but uh, a guy that still has drawn some good praise across the hockey world 58154 is what they have him listed at on hockey DB but uh, a guy who is uh, who has some good offensive instincts and some good hands from what we hear yeah and the, the thing about Trevor Wong is there's always these guys every year that don't get drafted but then immediately but then they get talked about but immediately people say this is the, the, the best guy that went on draft and you always say then why didn't he get drafted? It's it's crazy to think, and it, uh, maybe it's because every team, you know, they have especially towards you know the end of the draft. Typically, people just have their guys at that point. Where like you know, we said if this guy was going to be here, we're going to take this guy. So sometimes guys literally just fall through the cracks. And it looks like Trevor Wong might be that guy for this past year's draft. He's getting a lot of buzz post draft uh, when you know it was announced that he was coming to the Panthers D camp. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people that are smart hockey people from a lot of different media outlets saying, "Oh, great get for the Panthers. This is great. This kid's great. I love his skill," uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, he's a guy I'm really excited to see what he does. Like you said, led the Rockets in scoring last year, 16 points in 16 games. Like a lot of guys didn't get to play a lot last year with the pandemic, but, you know, obviously showed a lot in that short amount of time. But you look at what the Panthers have been doing lately uh, at all levels, uh, and they've been obviously loading up at the NHL level. And in order to do that, they've been trading picks. They've been trading prospects. They traded, you know, a second round pick and Emil Heineman, a second round pick uh, to get Sam Bennett. They traded Devin Levi in a first round pick to get Sam Reinhardt. These are great moves. They're helping the team, you know, become cup contenders right now. But at the same time, you got to replace, you know, those picks and those bodies at some point. And in order to do that, the Panthers now are going to become, you know, more so one of those teams that's going to have to find the Trevor Wongs, find those undrafted guys, bring them to D-camp, you know, develop them. And then suddenly you don't miss those picks and those prospects anymore because your pipeline is so strong and you take guys like that and you make them into players. So uh, given everything we've seen before, no reason to think the Panthers aren't going to do that, aren't going to crush that element. But I'm really excited to see what they do with Trevor Wong and see if he does, you know, make a splash here at D-camp. He doesn't have a ton of time to make that splash, but you got to think he's coming in hyped up with a chip on his shoulder. A lot of storylines to follow up with at Development Camp. And again, it runs the 10th to the 14th of this month. We are in September. And uh, of course, the rookie tournament then will be the 18th to the 21st. Yep, and before we get, to, we're, we're, we're going to finish here with the big three, but I want to do one more guy before we get to Lundell Knight and Denisenko, and that is a guy that I liked when we drafted him, but it's a guy that I keep, you know, I keep seeing his name pop up everywhere else in hockey when it comes to prospect conversations. I know Corey Pronman has talked about him a lot on The Athletic, and that's Justin Sordiff. Uh, third round pick, 87th overall in 2020. Uh, just came off his fourth season with the Vancouver Giants in the WHL. Led the team in scoring, 34 points in 22 games, including 11 goals. And he's a guy that I like when the Panthers drafted him. He's another one of those guys that when the Panthers got him in the third round, people said, yeah, maybe he should have been a second round pick. The Panthers might have got a steal there. And I feel like that was 
Every guy they drafted in 2020, it seemed like, got that kind of praise. So, you know, Panthers, some good drafts here recently. But Justin Sordiff in particular, you know, 19 years old, 5'11", 182 is what he's listed out on here. Of course, might not be completely accurate depending on what site you have, but he's in that area. He's in that range, shall we say, for size. So not the biggest guy, not the smallest guy, but definitely a lot of skill, definitely good in tight areas. Um, and a guy that suddenly could be competing for a spot at Team Canada. A guy that could suddenly be competing for a spot with Team Canada at the upcoming World Juniors. He's going to be eligible. Uh, he, from uh, all the reports I've seen, looked really good in their summer camp. So a guy that maybe got an invite as an extra guy, but might have played his way onto the team at camp. So we'll see once we get a bit closer to that. But definitely a guy that's becoming a, a more well-known name in prospect circles around the NHL. And a guy that uh, seems to definitely be on an upward swing ever since the Panthers drafted him. And I'm really excited to see, like we said with all these guys, you know, we, I, I really like the steps he took this past season. What's that step he now takes into decamp? So he's a guy that I definitely could check off and, and look at and say, you know what? Maybe that's one of those guys that blows up during the prospect showcase and has, you know, four goals, five goals. I definitely throw him in that group of a guy that could potentially could really, really shine in the prospect showcase tournament. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing him. And those are just some of the names outside of what we've labeled as the big three, because there are some names, obviously, that folks, you know, in here in uh, South Florida and across the hockey world. Uh, you know, they already know a lot about Yeah, him. and just because we didn't talk about a guy today doesn't mean we don't like the guy. There's something to like about all these guys, but there are 24 guys. We don't have time to get to all of them on today's show, but we will get to all of them throughout the next couple weeks at D camps and training camps and things like that. Stay tuned, FloridaPanthers.com. We'll have notebooks, we'll have videos, we'll have audio on next week's podcast from a lot of these guys, so a lot of good stuff coming up. We talked about some of the other guys we like, but we also talked about there being kind of the big three, the three first-round picks there, Anton Lundell, Grigory Denisenko, Spencer Knight. Uh, let's talk a little bit about those guys there to kind of end the show because those are guys that you know could all play big roles with the Panthers this season just given you know their pedigree what we've seen from them already um let's start with Anton uh, obviously uh, we, we talked about him earlier in the show with his first pitch we know he can we know he can throw a baseball but also we know he's a darn good hockey player from what we saw this past season overseas we mentioned he already you know helped Finland win a bronze medal at the World Juniors. He captained that team. He was electric. And then against grown men, it lit it up again at the World Championships, helping Finland win silver. Uh, but you look at, you know, his last season with HIFK and Liga, you know, the top league over in Finland. Uh, 25 points in 26 games, including 16 goals. Uh, you know, that's a career-high goals for him in a very short amount of time, only 26 games to get those 16 goals. Um He's a great two-way player. He, he's so smart. He's kind of like Barkov in the sense that he's coming over in so many parts of his game that usually take a long time to learn are already really good. He's already really sharp in his own end. He's sharp defensively, thinks the game really well. You know, and, and this past season, we, we, we got to see a lot more of uh, that goal-scoring goal touch, which he's really been working on and developing. That seems to be coming along. So just given, you know, what we've seen, the tools, things like that, he looks like a player that you could, you know, slot right in there on opening night. Of course, we'll have to wait and see what happens at D camp, what happens at training camp. But there's no reason not to, you know, really get excited about Anton Lundell. Yeah, he's got a real opportunity and he you look back to when he was drafted. The scouting report, two-way player, everything that was talked about him in the scouting reports leading up to the draft, everything that was said about him after the draft, that's all just been either further enforced or enhanced. Those are all parts of his skill set that have evolved since he was drafted. And we've checked in with people on Territory Talk, a number of people here on the show over the course of the summer, and ask, you know, hey, a, a year later, uh, Anton Lindelli drew a ton of praise when he was drafted. A year later, how is that pick being viewed? And everybody still says where the Panthers got him, that was a home run. And there's still a ton of excitement 
as far as what his potential could be. He, we've used the word trajectory. His trajectory looks great. And because of how he plays, again, we've heard how coachable he is. We've heard just how well-rounded his game is. He's a guy that can play in a lot of different situations. Sounds like uh, somebody who will really nicely fit into a Joel Quenville uh, system and, and lineup. And I know I can't wait to see him get on the ice. Yeah, and uh, it's crazy to think you talk about you know the post-draft praise we've seen for Anton. And rarely does a guy get picked at number 12 and then people immediately say a year later he should have gone higher because there's not much higher to go when you're picked at 12th overall. But a lot of people says, you know, uh, maybe he should have been, you know, top five, top, top six, top seven pick. Uh, but luckily he fell to the Panthers. The Panthers are the big winners there because he looks great. You know, around six feet tall, you know, around 189, 190 pounds. So he's got good size already. But uh, like I said, the biggest thing to like about Anton is the fact that he's already been, you know, playing against grown men for so long. He had three seasons over in Liga, over 100 games played over there, not including the playoffs. Um, and I I think the most encouraging thing for me is just how good he did look in the World Championships only a couple months ago, playing against uh, a lot of current NHLers, a lot of professionals from around the world. So sometimes you see those guys that are 18, 19 years old that do so well in World Juniors, and then you see them against grown men, and there's just something missing there. They're not ready yet. But Anton's shown us against grown men that he is ready, that he can do these things. So we've said before, you know, we're pumping the brakes. Time will tell. These guys, you know, they got to still have to prove themselves. This is still the NHL. It's still the biggest, most impressive league in the world. But we like the trajectory. We like where he's at right now, and we like what he is heading into camp in terms of expectations. A lot of promise, a lot of encouraging signs with Anton Lindell and uh, just another name to keep an eye on when development camp gets going here pretty soon. Jameson, where do you want to go next here? We've got two other uh, big games to talk about. Let's keep it with a four. Let's go right to to Grigori Denisenko coming off his first professional season with the Panthers. Of course, didn't get to play a ton with the pandemic, but played 15 games in Syracuse in the AHL, uh, nine points in those games, including five goals. Also played seven games with the Panthers, had four assists in those games. Um... I, I like what I saw from Denny. I see a guy that, you know, yes, he's 5'11", 186 or so, but he, he's he got the tenacity to be you know, a power forward, a, a guy that can also you know, put the puck in the back of the net from the wing. And here now at 20, 21 years old with a, you know, a, a partial you know season in the NHL under his belt, he learned a lot both at the NHL and AHL levels. I like what I saw. I see a lot of potential there still. And I think he's one of those guys that is just going to have that breakout suddenly. He's going to just turn it on. And I think... This, you know, obviously this could be the season he turns it on. If not, that's fine. But I definitely think he eventually will have that breakout, just given all the tools he has as he gains more experience. So, uh, you know, he's been with the organization a couple seasons now. You know, he played quite a bit overseas in the KHL. He has, he, he's starting to really have that experience. He's starting to build that resume. And I, you know, I, I'm really excited to see what he does in camp as he tries to earn a spot with the Panthers here out of the gate. And the big thing with him and, I know, entirely different, positions, but we'll say the same thing about Spencer Knight here in a moment, but the instincts that you saw, even in a small sample size, a small number of games played, you could see that he wasn't intimidated at all. He was not overmatched at all when it came to matching up with NHL players on the ice, and you could see that the the instincts, the awareness, all that stuff was there in Grigory Denisenko's arsenal. Made a lot of smart arsenal. plays. Yep, he made, he made the smart plays, and, uh, and that's certainly something that he's going to be able to build on, and what it shows too, Jamison, we talk about a couple of forwards here off the top, and we've talked talked about players at every position you're seeing the the cupboard is really stocked and for the Panthers and that organizational depth is really becoming an asset and an attribute and you talked about it earlier in the show that uh, the Panthers have been able to 
use some prospects in trades to be able to acquire some big time players. And, you know, that's also, uh, you know, all part of stock in the cupboard. But well, the people Panthers, always forget all of sports, no matter what sport yep. you're in, it's all asset management. Yep. That's how you win. It's all, it's all that. And that includes developing assets, trading assets, acquiring assets. It's all that when you really kind of, you know, break it down. And the, to the Panthers lowest level, organizational yeah. depth is getting stronger and stronger. They've got assets. Yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, Gregory Denisenko, you know, definitely a big part of that. And a guy we're both excited to see what he does. Another guy, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for all of DK. But I'm really excited for that prospect tournament, you know, uh, over on the other side of the state, you know, the lightning hosted tournament. I'm excited to see what these guys do, especially these guys like Lundell, like Denisenko that are trying to get that spot with the Panthers out of the gate. And then a guy, you know, let's go to the biggest name now right here, just based on how things ended last year. And that's Spencer Knight. Uh, You know, I don't think. You know, there's very few rookies that are getting as much. I mean, I'd even buzz. venture to say the biggest name in any de- in any development camp that's going to take place across the National Hockey League is it, probably Spencer Knight. It could be. It could be just given the fact that you know what we saw last season and how encouraging that was. And once again, small sample size, but Spencer Knight, you know, came up here right from Boston College, had about three weeks to settle in with the Panthers after signing his ELC, and then was you know thrown out there on the ice, and he he was just incredible. You know, let's not forget, you know, uh, four appearances, you know, four O and O record, nine point one nine save percentage, two point three two goals against average, and also appeared in two games in the playoffs, including that spectacular Game 5 uh, where he led the Panthers to victory there at BB&T Center, a game I'm sure a lot of fans will remember for a long time as a I-was-there type moment. But this kid, you know, 20 years old. He turned 20 on April 19th. When he arrived to the Panthers, he was 19. Uh, so for a goaltender to show that kind of poise in those situations, I mean, if you talk to him, we're not surprised because he's the most level-headed, mature kid we've met in a long time. But still, even though you know those things and you talk to him and you you, know, you look how things maybe could be, it's still surprising when they are that way and you know things do happen the way you think they could and people do follow through. And he's just one of those guys where every level he's been at, he succeeded. He's achieved. Uh, and, you know, on the biggest stages as well, this past year alone, like I said, his NHL debut, his playoff debut, gold medal game shutout for Team USA at the World Juniors. He's handling these situations in stride. So, you know, DeCamp is, you know, part one for him. But he's a guy that, you know, people are looking at, you know, to play quite a few games in South Florida this year and really kind of build that dynamic tandem with Sergey Bobrovsky. And I just love that setup there. You have the two-time Vesna winner, the veteran, you know, the guy that's seen it all, done it all. And now this young, hot shot, first-round pick that's coming off a great debut. Who's not going to have to play no, every single night. But they're night. both going to push each yeah. other so well, and they're both going to make each other so much better and for Spencer Knight though that does start a decamp and I'm excited to see what he does there and I think it, you know for a 20 year old goaltender I think it's really also going to help to have that camp before training camp to you know get into your rhythm get in your routine get loose uh, so very excited for Spencer Knight and I know you are as well yeah he turned 20 in the spring and there was a brief time there was about a 24 hour stretch there Jameson where he was front page news across Sports websites, sports publications, sports TV, NHL Network. He was he was the talk of the entire hockey world for about a 24-hour span there at one point. He was doing the interview circuit and, again, just as poised and calm as he looks between the pipes. That's how he conducts his business off the ice. And it was April 19th he turned 20 years old. When I turned 20 years old, the biggest thing I was trying <laughs> to figure out and the biggest thing I was looking forward to was that uh, I was going to get my car on the campus next fall. I was going to be able to drive to school, and I was going to be able to have my car on campus in the fall going into my junior year. Spencer Knight, much bigger things on the on his plate right now. A little bit, a little bit bigger. But one other thing I'll say about Spence is that obviously with a you know a prospect this highly touted, you always hear, oh, he's 
the first guy we've seen since this guy or this Hall of Famer. And all these comparisons get thrown out. And sometimes I just think that's unfair because he is a 20-year-old kid, but you know expectations are obviously going to be high for a, a player of his caliber. But the one thing I'll say is Spencer Knight is Spencer Knight. He is who he is. He's very unique. And for a 20-year-old kid, he's absolutely incredible. So that's why another reason why I'm really excited to see, you know, how he kind of develops his own game, makes his own name for himself. And, you know, you toss those comparables out the window. He's just Spencer Knight. He's a Florida Panthers goaltender, and uh, he's going to have a big season, I think. So Spencer Knight, one of the big names we're going to be keeping an eye on as development camp gets going. Again, development camp, the 10th to the 14th. The rookie tournament over in Wesley Chapel, 18th to the 21st. A four-team rookie tournament featuring prospects from the Panthers, the Lightning, the Hurricanes, the Predators. So those will be the teams that you'll see hitting the ice in that rookie tournament coming up, and it's all part of the buildup to a new season of Panthers hockey. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And Jameson, another exciting announcement from the Florida Panthers today. The Panthers announced, and today, Wednesday, the day we're recording, we're recording this on Wednesday, the Panthers announced today they've offered the first of its kind name, image, and likeness contract to every eligible female athlete at Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. Over 200 female athletes at FAU are welcome to apply for the FLA Athlete Program through their NIL partner Dreamfield with this new agreement. So some exciting news. It is, and uh, Dreamfield, of course, co-founded by Derek King, the Panthers' first ever FLA athlete, uh, quarterback down there in Miami. Um, and I just think it's another, you know, not only is it cool for FAU and cool for the Panthers to be, you know, at the forefront of these things, but we're also, you know, here at the Panthers kind of setting the stage and kind of giving ideas to other sports teams, other organizations, which will help more college athletes down the road. So I think this is something, and I think uh, when we talked to D'Eric, you know, a couple weeks ago, go back and listen to that interview, really insightful, really good stuff there. That's what this is all about. This is about, you know, paving the way for, you know, years to come uh, with, you know, the, the world of NIL, which is so fresh still, name, image, like. Uh, for these college athletes so uh, very cool and just nice to know for the Panthers you, you have Derek King this year and now you have um, you know this contingency of female athletes from FAU which is right in our backyard here uh, in Boca Raton so um, big fan of this agreement big fan of this deal I'm excited to see where this goes you know like I said not only for the Panthers but for NIL and college athletes for years to come but this is a great start and a great foundation and I'm proud to be a part of the Panthers kind of leading the way here yeah it'll be really exciting to see how it all evolves and how it all goes as uh, as time moves forward here year, but another first-of-its-kind NIL deal announced today. And we're coming up on the end of Territory Talk here. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Uh, there was some more soup discussion this week on there was? Twitter. Yes, there there was. There were some things that came up and at Doug Plagans, at Jameson Coop on Twitter. I and, missed this. And no, I'm not going to eat soup. I'm just not going to do it. And oh, you that, got involved. That, yeah, yes. you don't 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 play that game. I, you, were, you were right there. You were right in the middle of it. Don't dodge this one uh, i'm just not gonna eat soup just not gonna do it but we, we had this conversation before about uh, there, there would be certain amounts of money that would get you to eat soup. Uh, i could be bought yep so that's what i'm saying whether it's uh, an actual dollar amount or maybe a situation there you will situationally eat soup but it's not in, like, I just will. have not had that situation yes. come up since 1996. We're coming up on 25 years. I wish I knew the exact date. Uh, but a situation could arise is what I, we're all just putting out there. And it, I think, a monetary yes, situation. And I think, not even monetary. Like I said, cause it could be an activity. It could be an event. But I think more and more fans are now starting to reach out to you, finding out, like, hey, Doug, would blank make you eat soup? And I think eventually we'll get People there. People are sending me pictures of soup. That's uh, That happened, I think. Well, I, I did see that. People there, are sending us some I, soup pics. There were some soup pictures that... Uh, Unsolicited they soup hey, you know, pics I to don't, Doug Plagans. I don't mind if 
all of you eat soup every single day for every meal. Do you mind that they're sending them the, the soup pics? Yeah, I, I don't mind. I, I, pictures of soup. And none great. of them look good to you? No, no, I wouldn't ever. Have you ever looked at a bowl of soup and thought that looks good? Not once in my life. Really? Not even when I did eat soup the brief time back in the 90s. I, I, I don't want my food floating in hot, salty water, and that's just a stance I that I have. I love hot, salty water. I, I just don't foresee a situation uh, unless there's a lot of money involved so where I would be eating soup. Just don't see it. We'll get happen. there. We'll get there. But in the meantime. If we get there, great, because that means that I'm going to, my bank account will benefit. Do you eat chili? No. Okay. That no. would That would have, if you said I don't yes, like beans. that would have been interesting. I don't like beans. Jelly beans. <laughs> but I don't like beans. So I, and I like chili as a topping. A lot of the topping chilies don't have beans in them. They're more of a meat sauce. I grew up on the Coney's in Detroit. And... Those that chili that goes on top of the of the the Detroit Coney dogs, a Feltman's chili dog, that maybe does not. So you'd eat a Feltman's chili dog, as long as there's no beans in the chili. Okay, I could okay. I could I could handle that. Okay, so, but I'm not just gonna sit and eat a bowl of chili. No chance. Absolutely no chance. It's, it's too liquidy. Too much of a liquid yeah. bowl. Too soupy. And there's probably beans in there. I'm just not gonna eat it. Well, how do you feel about players that have the nickname Soupy, like Brian Campbell, Greg Campbell? Is that okay with you? That's fine with me. But you never want to be called Soupy. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> Never. If if that if my last name were Campbell, uh, we'd have to come up with something else. <laughs> there would need to be. I would need to find another product to gotta, be named we after. Make you some, food item. We got to make you some anti-soup merch. No soup for me. Yeah, you get sued by Ever. Jerry Seinfeld, but be worth it. That could be good publicity for us. Yeah, to get some good PR. We'll see, I like Seinfeld. I watch the show all the time. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's all. That's all different. We 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 touch we should, on. It. We should start a podcast where you and I just go through every episode of Seinfeld and just talk about it. That's got to already be a podcast, but let's just. It do probably two. exists, but I would love to do it. I'd love to get involved in that. I watch it every night, and we can maybe get the like the really C tier guests to come on our show. The people that were just background characters in episodes. They probably have great insight. Yeah, I'd love to talk to them. Let's work on that. Lloyd Braun, next, where's he at? Next, next off season. Next off season. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And that's about it for this edition of Territory Talk. Big thanks. Anton Lindell had a chance to, uh, Jameson had a chance to talk to him. So, uh, again, uh, another one of the names to keep an eye on in development camp. So follow along at FloridaPanthers.com, at FLA Panthers on Twitter. Lots of exciting information coming there as we get toward development camp and toward the new season of Panthers hockey. For Jameson Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. Folks, new episodes of Territory Talk each and every week. Wednesday, wherever you find your favorite podcast, keep on listening. We'll keep making podcasts. We thank you very much for being on board with us yet again. Or if this is your first time listening, thanks for giving us a try, and we hope to have you back. Folks, for Jameson Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. Thanks for being with us. This has been Territory Talk. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter. <laughs>